Tyler Tambolin here, a.k.a. Totec and Tambo. We're back for the Week 8 edition of the Thursday Night Football Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network, brought to you and presented by prizepicks.com. Of course, if you haven't yet signed up there, head on over to prizepicks.com, use promo code MMN, get yourself a 100% deposit bonus up to your first $100. Coming off a pretty good week, uh, had, had some comments last week, people didn't like the picks, we went two unders, finally, Hit them both, 2-0, very easily, actually, last week. Last week was a great Thursday for me. Got another King of the Beach ticket over on DraftKings. Talked last week about the Jawan Johnson captain. Got some more plays this week when we get to that. But as always, we're going to start things off with prize picks. Got a couple more for you this week and a bonus pick. So the game we're talking about here is pretty easy. It's a good one. We've got Baltimore at Tampa Bay. My team, the Ravens, love this one against uh, Reeling right now, Tom Brady. So we're going to see how this thing shakes out. Currently total 45. We've got the Ravens favored by one on the road. So we'll see how that thing goes by the time we get to lock on Thursday evening. But the the uh, the t- total has went up slightly and the line has actually moved a little bit more in the Bucks' favor. I've got a thought on how the game goes and I'll get to that in a second. But like I said, last week, 2-0 on the prize picks. It was the Camara under the Ertz under for receiving yards. So great week there, 2-0. Let's do it again this week. First pick. Going to go with both the quarterbacks here this week, by the way. First pick, Tom Brady over 280.5 passing yards. Talked earlier about how I see this game going in the script. I actually see the Ravens being up. I think that'll be the way it shakes out. Brady coming from behind. We'll talk about injuries here shortly, but I think he's got Mostly a healthy team going back. I'm not worried about Brait being out and Gage being out. Otten steps in for Brait. Gage is sort of down the list anyway. And it looks like Evans, while he's limited, he was at practice Tuesday. We'll see how it shakes out Wednesday, but should be there by the time Thursday comes around. So Evans, you'll have Godwin. If we have Julio, we'll wait and see. He's another game time decision. But either way, I see Brady passing the ball a lot. He's still got Fournette and White, who we'll also talk more about later. So I think there's going to be a lot of passing for Tom Brady. 280 and a half. Seems like you look at the three of the last four games, 290, 351, 385. And then even the game before that was 271. So it's not like he was far off from this number. Uh, Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, I should say, sorry, secondary has been nothing special. So I don't see any issues here. I think we get a Brady bounce back. And even if they end up losing the game, I think you'll still go well over this number at 280 and a half. So that's the first one. Moving to the second one, we're going to the other quarterback in this game. We're going on the under. Lamar Jackson under 205 and a half passing yards. I think it sets up well in this spot. Like I said, the Ravens are up. Even if they're they're behind, to me, it doesn't matter. They like to run the ball. They have a lot of guys that they can run the ball with. Uh, Gus Edwards was good last week. We'll see how it shakes out this week, but they still shared it around. Gus, Drake, they have Justice Hill, Lamar himself, all the other options that they have there. So I think when you think of it from that perspective, and if we think they're going to be up, which I do, I think he's going to go under the 205 and a half passing yards. So, That's the two main plays. The first pick, Tom Brady, over 280 and a half passing yards. The second prize pick, Lamar Jackson, under 205 and a half passing yards. That's going to do it for the two main prize picks. But I told you I'd have a bonus. And again, those ones correlated with how I see the game going. If you don't see the game going that way, don't go with them. But that's just what I see. A lot of what I talk about this week will be based around that. The other guy, I've got the bonus pick. I think this one shoots up. So if you want to add it as the third, I would pause the video and go get it. It's the Rashad White over 12 and a half uh, receiving yards. I think he's going to get a lot more work after the game. The coach coach speak was that didn't get him involved enough. If they are going to be coming from behind, I see these receiving yards going up from there. Some books are already at 13 and a half or more. So 
Keep that in mind. Get that one in. I do like it quite a bit. Or if you don't like the 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 uh, Brady one, you could sub it in with the Lamar mix and match them as you go about using prize picks. So I like those three. The two mains being the Brady and the Lamar for the over for Brady, under for Lamar. The bonus pick being the over receiving yards for Rashad White. I think it's a good pick here this week. And I think that he's going to do a lot more than that. So if you have other sites you want to do single game parlays on, whatever it might be, you can definitely check that out. Let's move on to DraftKings, guys, though. Before we get to DraftKings, I want to remind you guys where you can find me on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. Always post my thread there every week, Tambo's, Tambo's Tidbits. It's basically a thread where I take all the free stuff I find from around the industry related to betting, DFS, everything like that, put it into one thread with the screenshots of the, the work and, and giving the credit to the person, all that on there. Really helpful. There's 10 of those I put out every week. Mayo puts them there in his newsletter each week usually, so you guys can get it there as well. Again, if you haven't yet done so, hit the subscribe button here, hit the like button, and don't forget when we get to the DraftKings segment, put your favorite captain in. It's going up on my Twitter this week, officially, finally. I'm giving away at least $500 cash, so go to follow me on Twitter, at ToeTagandTambo. That's going to be the first requirement. Comments in the YouTube from the past two weeks and this week for your favorite captain will be considered as well for an extra ballot, so... Do that this week when we get there. The other place you can find me, of course, is rumpuresports.com. Having a great season over there, kicking off NBA. We're crushing it, myself included. Everybody over there with that. NFL is just on another level. And then all the other sports. We still have golf, swing season. We have MMA. We have NASCAR. We have F1. We have all these different sports going on. Baseball as it wraps up. So check us out, rumpuresports.com. You can use promo code RPSHEATER25 to get 25% off your first monthly. Let's move on. Let's go to DraftKings here got a few notes I want to talk about. I mentioned those injuries earlier, so those are going to come into play. Gage officially out. Uh, looks, look at some other backups there. Maybe a Scotty Miller who could just be a one-off that breaks the slate on a touchdown there or something like that. You've got uh, Brait out again. I already liked Kate Otten. I think last week we used, I mentioned it earlier, but we used Jawan Johnson. Uh, he actually is the guy I used in my captain to win my King of the Beach seat. He wasn't the optimal on the slate, but on the $100 80-man field, it was more than enough. I actually won it quite handily, three or four points, which in showdown is a lot. So that was a good week last week. Let's do it again here this week and go through it. We'll talk some of our thoughts at the captain. We'll talk about some punt plays, some flex options, just some overall roster construction, things that I like there. And then of course, we'll get to the main slate later on. But looking at the captain, the biggest decision for me up front, and it seemingly always is on these slates when you have these all-purpose guys at running back, or sorry, at quarterback, and that they basically are like a running back with Lamar Jackson. We had it last week with our Kyler Murray discussion on here we have it anytime uh, Jalen Hurts is on a slate guys like that where it just makes it tougher to make the decision they are going to project very well to be in the captain they do sort of everything on the field so it makes sense from that perspective but if you look last week even with the 40 plus points or whatever it was Arizona put up it wasn't like you needed Kyler and of course Andy Dalton just smashed him so not saying you have to do that here with Brady versus Lamar but just saying you could see something like that again the challenge is when just first off talking captain and Lamar versus Tom Brady, Lamar is just, if you think he breaks the slate, get overweight, jam him. He's probably the highest owned captain. You have enough value plays between both these teams to fit him. I'll get to those later. But the thing about Brady is he usually targets in on one guy. We saw the game a few weeks back where it was Mike Evans for two touchdowns. You know, if he does that, Mike Evans is going to be the captain, not Tom Brady. The hope is if you play Brady here, and I may do it this week just because of this, is If he spreads the ball around, Kate Otten gets a touchdown. He throws one to Leonard Fournette or Rashad White or both. Mike Evans, Godwin, 
He splits it out. Then it's going to be Brady up top. And I think this is a week where with those injuries and things like that, while it does get a little more condensed, you could see him spread it out a little bit more. Also, while I talked earlier, I'm not afraid of the Ravens defense from the perspective of Brady throwing all over them. I do think they're very competent in the sense that they'll shut someone down if they have to, when it comes to, let's say Mike Evans gets off to a hot start. I think they'll switch things up in the second half, move across to make sure it's not him that continues going off. Unlike some other teams where when they let Kelsey go off for four touchdowns that game, I forget who they were playing there, but some teams just don't adapt and let it co- to continue happen and happen time and time again. So I think the Ravens would adapt for that. So my, so for me, Tom Brady is interesting up top. Lamar in the flex, fine. Again, you can go there too up top if you want. I wouldn't fault you. I just think from my perspective, if it's going to be Brady trailing and if he's going to be spreading it around, like I think he could be, I like that a little bit better. Next up, both I'll note the pricing. We do this every week anyway, so let me go back for a second. If you go Lamar up top, you have over 6,400. The reason I say that positively is because I don't think that's a small number when you've got guys like Justin Tucker and Suckup, the two kickers here who we'll talk more on in a second, both very cheap. Rashad White, I like him as a value play, 4,800. Kate Otten already was good. Now no break again. So 5,000 for him. There is plenty of options here down below. And like I said, you could sprinkle in the Scotty Millers of the world. If you go down there, uh, we'll wait and see on Andrews. He did not practice on Tuesday, but they gave him rest last week. He still came out and played something like just over 85% of the snaps. I know he didn't have a great week. And we'll talk about him in a second too. But just in general, Isaiah Likely, he can catch a touchdown. He's 1,600. He's down there. So there is options at the bottom that you could go to. They tried to get Josh Oliver a touchdown last week. He's $200. So uh, just using something like that and having a look there, there is options to play Lamar at the captain. So I don't know. Like I said, it's a decision. I prefer Tom Brady, like I said right now. So just to go back to that real quick, if I sort it by the price, go up to the top, he is much cheaper. He's 15,000 versus Lamar at 17.7. You now have 7,000. But I will say this. I said it earlier. We talked some strategy, talked some rules. That's one of the ones I made note of. If I'm playing Brady at captain, it's at least two, which seems pretty common. Most people do that because Brady's not going to run a bunch, but I would actually like to do some lineups with Brady with at least three, because here's the thing on a single game slate where sometimes, you know, Godwin Evans don't get there together. When you're building Brady at the captain, you're actually expecting two guys are going to get there together. And maybe you leave Evans out. I'll give an example. Mayo and I talked about this on last Friday's show where Evans and Fournette sort of eat each other up when you get to the goal line. If you have an Evans two touchdown game, that obviously affects Fournette banging them in or, or putting them in from close range. So whereas Godwin can get those PPR points for you up, dink, dunk, up over the middle, 10 catches, 110 yards, no touchdown. So just using this example, my point would be many may do, like if you go Evans, Godwin, you still have 5,000. Not going to fill it out completely, but if you put in Otten, as your third guy and you say that's a lot to get there it is but if you got Brady at the captain that is how it's going to look so I think that for me is why I would bring this perspective up from a strategy point anyone setting the rule with Brady is going to be at least two but I would bet most optimizers are going to stop at two so if you want it to be a little bit different push some lineups out there with at least three pass catchers with Brady and don't be afraid to include the Rashad Whites and the Fournettes because like I said there I would I would take out Evans put in Fournette, I actually now have 6,100. So you get that little bit of extra money that you can spend. I still have Godwin. I still have Otten. Otten is cheap enough. I don't care. Godwin could be the guy to get the 10 for 110 and zero touchdowns, but he's still better than Evans. And Fournette gets you the two touchdowns, both passing touchdowns from Brady, let's say in this example. So 
just to throw that out there, again, Otten could become white, so you could change it back where you go Brady up in the captain, Evans, Godwin, and then you go down to white. You still have over 5,000. Again, guys, you can make these lineups very easily, but this is where sometimes you can find these off-the-board lineups. Take out white, go down to Scotty Miller. He's 3,200. Now you've got Evans getting the touchdown, Godwin getting the PPR, Scotty Miller getting the one 30-yard, 40-yard bomb, whatever it might be, where he catches one, you still have almost 6,000 per for your final two spots. That's why I think Brady is at least a little bit more interesting than I normally would because it's easy to afford and actually a little bit better if it's them coming from behind where I think Lamar could then be capped and you have Brady taking it from him at a little bit lesser price. So I do like that. Sticking with captain. I actually don't love Fournette. I don't think the match, I mean, the matchup's okay against Baltimore. It's actually fine to be honest, but uh, it would only be for leverage because again, most are going to use one of the quarterbacks, Brady or Lamar. We just saw how easy it was to fit. The second thing that's going to be more popular is Godwin because he's 2000 cheaper than Evans. So Godwin becomes popular. He's healthy. All those factors. Andrews, assuming he plays, becomes popular. He's, I think, $200 more. Well, 300 at the captain than Godwin. So those guys become popular. And then those trying to be sneaky or, you know, for good reason, saying because of that reasoning, Evans does sort of get squeezed to what looks like your fourth or fifth option here where you could then go to Evans to be different and, and hope he gets the touchdowns. Again, he's only, uh, he's actually 1,500 more than Brady. I was trying to say less than what was less than Lamar, but he's in between those two guys. Point being, you still have almost 6,700. I would assume then you put in Brady because he's going to get those touchdowns from Brady. You go down and say, okay, Godwin, just try and build it backwards from what we were building before. And Kate Otten. So you've got Brady, Godwin, Otten, Evans, you still have 4750. It's very affordable. You can do this no problem. I definitely like that. I like that he's the squeeze play. So I prefer Evans over Fournette for that reason. But like I said, if you went with Fournette, it would be because you're saying the two quarterbacks, the two receivers for Tampa Bay, two quarterbacks in the game, two receivers for Tampa Bay, and the tight end for Baltimore are ahead of him. So he becomes the fifth option. And the thing about him, why it is actually somewhat interesting, is he's 300 bucks less at the captain than Godwin who should be very popular, like I said, based on his price point. So it would be a way to get different there in that sense. I guess I like it from there. Both kickers are the cheap options you could plug in. If you go down and look, again, that's only if you think it's going to stay amongst the main guys. Brady, Lamar, Godwin, Evans, Fournette, Andrews. If you think it's going to stick amongst them, I wouldn't mind a kicker because obviously we're dealing with two of the best. You look at Tucker, 13, 8, 16, 11, 9, 10. That's sort of what you're looking at with a guy like him. And then suck up, you go to him. Not the best game last game, but he does have 14, 8, 8, 8, 10, 15. So if he gets the 15 point game up top, I don't think he's going to score the most at captain. But if it allows you to not have to punt to someone down below and he beats the guys that people are trying to plug in at three grand and below, that would make it so it still could flip it on its head. Like I said, that can work especially well in something like a higher dollar, smaller field size, maybe not as much on the main slate or on the big large field tournament with a million dollars up top this week in the $20 with 132,000 entrants. Uh, other options there, talked about Andrews, he fits in. You want to be different on the Ravens side, we'll have to wait and see, but Bateman or Duvernay, pick one of those guys. Again, I would pair them up with Lamar because it's going to likely be a 50-yard plus touchdown, just sort of the way they shake out. Maybe not so much with Duvernay, Bateman would be the big play coming off injury, but just keep that in mind. And then, like I mentioned earlier, Rashad White, Last time the coach spoke about this and said that he wasn't involved enough, he ended up getting a big workload the next game. 
But again, it still has to translate. You're not looking at much with him, but 15.6 against Kansas City in week four was the biggest game we've seen out of him where he had five targets for five, five, five targets, five catches, 50 yards. So the fives across the board. And then he just uh, ran in a touchdown as well, or sorry, uh, receiving touchdown as well. I think that game. So just looking at it from that perspective, I wouldn't hate it. If you go Rashad White up top at 7,200, plug in Brady, plug in, let's say Evans or, you know, cause he's another touchdown guy, which can rack up for you go to the other side and plug in Lamar, you actually still have 5,000. So just seeing this lineup play out to talk through the strategy, you assume Rashad White plugs in for Fournette. It becomes him instead. It's they're playing from behind, but he does enough. Brady, Evans, Lamar crush for their teams. And then you still have 5,000 left. So you can make the lineup make sense very easily. You sort of fit in to the same spot we were earlier when we went with Brady up top with Evans, Godwin, and Kate Otten. That was exactly $5,000 left. So there's two examples with core fours where you end up with the exact same money remaining for the final two spots. So keep that in mind. Obviously the Brady version I'm talking about does not feature Lamar. That's sort of the big difference maker where when you saw when I switched to the white version, which could be Kate Otten as well, but that allows you to fit in Brady and Lamar. So again, whatever script you're going with, that's what you would want to think about there. Uh, Kate Otten was the other one, but him and Rashad White Bateman and DuVernay, these are all ideas for you to go out and use, try and talk through it from that perspective. When we do go to flex, like I said, just going to some other options there, I'll scroll down to the bottom, try and get some punt plays here. I mentioned Scotty Miller, Gage is out, uh, two targets last game, six yards, nothing special, couple games this year at seven seven plus DraftKings points, so you can keep that in mind. I think he's pretty interesting. The defenses, uh, it's no problem here if you want to play the defenses where it's the D going against Tom Brady, two games in a row, that's been okay. Or the D going against Lamar, if you're, again, leveraging that it's not going to be a Lamar game, and he's going to be probably somewhere in the vicinity of 65% plus owned across captain and flex, maybe more, maybe 70% plus. I think last week it was something like 75 for Kyler Murray. I think about it from that perspective. I've got no problem. Kyler Murray did not end up being in the optimal lineup last week that won. So just an interesting tidbit there, but just to take note of that, so... You can keep that in mind with the defenses. I talked about Scotty Miller. I talked earlier about Isaiah Likely. I think he is, what does he add on this slate? 1,600. Uh, look at it this way. If you look the last three games, five targets total. Uh, you could go back to him 16 and 30 yards the last two weeks. So I think that's something that's interesting, especially because last week, Andrews didn't practice those two days, but everyone said he'd be fine. He did come out and play a bunch, over 85% of the snaps, but did not see any result out of that. I think it was, uh, you know, in the end, we didn't talk a lot about him earlier, but I think it was two targets. Yeah, two targets, no catches. So uh, how how often is that? One rush attempt too, which is weird. But just to think about that, you're not going to see that very often. I talked about Duvernay. And then one last guy, just checking his price here. He's mid-tier price, but didn't talk a lot about the Baltimore running backs. Guz the Bus Edwards came through on Sunday, got two touchdowns, two goal line touchdowns, he still shared the ball a bunch. It wasn't like it was Gus week. It just was because he scored the touchdown. So if you think about it from that perspective, you could look at a guy like Drake, still got 11 attempts last week, 10 the week before that, target last week, two the week before that. Hasn't been extremely productive, but in week six, the 22 DraftKings points without Gus is is something to think about. So you think it could revert back? I think those are some other options down there. It does look like a week though, when you have these kickers and these defenses and the couple of punts and Miller and likely where you actually don't need to go too far off the board. 
I would get more different with your roster construction. And we talked a little bit about that earlier, depending on the field size that you're in. So it's going to do it for this week, guys. When it comes to the DraftKings segment, obviously you can try your own stuff there. Again, like I said, go down in the comments, put your favorite captain. If you can type your favorite captain, you can obviously hit that like button. If you can hit that like button, you can hit that subscribe button. You get all the other free content. I am going to move now to the segment where we talk a little bit about the main slate. It's an interesting one this week, again, for week eight. But remember, on Friday, myself, Pat Mayo, will be here on this channel. Free show. Comes out around Friday afternoon, talking all things DraftKings. So it'll be the full-on update if you're joining us for the first time so you know what the show's about. It'll be the full-on update for injuries. It'll have ownership, stacks, roster construction. And then, of course, the one thing I won't talk about right now because we do a full segment on it on that show, and people love it, is the defense segment where we go through and actually break it down on who may actually get the opportunities. Last week, we were weighing the pros and cons of the Jets D, which while they showed up in some of the main lineups, they they weren't necessarily needed at the seven points they put up. We did talk about through the pros and cons of Brett Ripien being the quarterback for Denver last week and what that could mean. And we sort of thought it wouldn't be the best, but we understood why people were going there to save money to build up their lineup elsewhere because the Jets were just 2,600. This week, I think we'll have other conversations when it comes to defense. We'll also do our secondary stack segment where we go game by game and talk about who you could use as mini stacks in each game to add into your main stacks that we've already talked about. Or maybe if you say, I don't like the full stacks you guys talked about there. I just want a mini stack. It's helpful from that perspective as well. But let's move on. Let's go to the quarterbacks here. We've got, uh, you know, a good slate. I will say off the top, the interesting part again. So with Baltimore going tonight, or sorry, Thursday night football we're talking about here. Andrew's not going to be on the slate. The two teams on by are Kansas City and the Chargers. So Kansas City means no Kelsey. So no Kelsey, no Andrews. We'll talk more on tight end when we wrap things up at the end. But going to quarterback looks very popular out of the gate here where we're going to see Tua be be the maybe the highest owned, I think. At, for some reason, only 6,200 going up against Detroit. All the optimals right now are spitting it out with Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, all those things that you can see set up. You've got Amon Ra running it back on the other side. We'll talk wide receiver in a second. But I think that is going to be the standout one here for most. The interesting, the other ones I think you'll see maybe Cousins because that Minnesota-Arizona total is so big. Maybe Kyler uh, Hurts up at the top. Looks like he'll still be popular going up against Pittsburgh. So it's not that hard to get up to an $8,300 Jalen Hurts and stack it up. So I think those are the main ones to look at. By far though, I said it's an interesting slate. By far the most interesting situation on this slate, to me at least, is that um, Frank Reich announced that Sam Ellinger is going to start for Indianapolis for the Colts. He is $4,000 on DraftKings for this slate. He allows you to put whoever you want into your lineup last year. We had a similar situation to this last year. It wasn't quite the same because it was Gardner Minshew, who we already knew a little bit about him. It was with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was $5,000. This was last year when I was at King of the Beach. I actually rode that stack. I didn't stack it up. I just used him by himself like you could do here with Ellinger to a second place finish at King of the Beach for $150,000. So this makes it interesting for this week. When you have a cheap quarterback like this, you can use them and stack whatever you want into the lineup, do a bunch of secondary stacks with more expensive ones. You could try and stack him up because most that are using them are just using sort of cash game style. Let me fit the best guys. You could try stacking up. Last year, I did not stack the Gardner Minshew one, but those who did in the big fields won the biggest money because you could stack them last year with it was Dallas Goddard who had two touchdowns I believe that game you can find whoever goes with Ellinger in this game that could be pretty nice because they'll be cheap as well very likely and then you'll be able to still stack in 
those other spots. I'm definitely going to look at that. It really does, though, make the quarterback position very interesting for this week when you get a quarterback that is the absolute stone minimum for the slate. So that's going to do it for quarterback. Running back, Saw McCaffrey. He's the highest-priced guy. Got his first look there in San Francisco. Go to the game log. Have a look. Eight attempts, 38 yards, couple of targets for 12. 8.2 DraftKings points. Uh, probably his worst. I don't know how long it's been, but really a bad performance from him as he gets used to and gets acclimated with the 49ers offense. This week could be different though. So we'll wait and hear some of the coach speak. I like going back to the well on Derrick Henry, even if he's popular, it's against Houston. Uh, he should be popular here. Definitely. When you think about what Jacobs just did, another guy we'll talk about here in a second, but Derrick Henry last week, only 19.8 DraftKings points, 30 attempts, 128 yards on the ground. He continues to see targets, got another three targets after weeks of two, five, and six, something we haven't seen with Derrick Henry in the past year. So that's incredible for his floor. It's built up just a little bit. And then lastly, there if you watch the games, which you, you guys know I do, ten, Tennessee last week, he had like two, at least two, if not three chances where he was just this close to breaking it off for a big one. And that was already, he got over 120 yards. So imagine he could add 200 yards and a touchdown on top. I definitely think people will go there. A little bit cheaper than him going down. Barkley, interesting secondary stack. Some of the tight end like Disley or Fant. If you wanted to go there, we'll wait and see on the Metcalf news. But even if you wanted to use Metcalf or Lockett or whatever with Barkley as a secondary stack, I think you could do that. Biggest conversation this week, what to do with Josh Jacobs. Got the $1,000 price bump. He goes up against New Orleans. It's going to be a different matchup. The price bump is there, but I think that's something that people will be looking at. Eno Benjamin in that game against Minnesota. Again, getting 12 attempts last week, 15 the week before. Uh, Last week scoring 23.3 DraftKings points. I think people will think of him again. So got to keep an eye on this. I don't see a ton of value, guys, right now, but I think that's okay because tight end, like I said, does not have Kelsey or Andrews. And so you want to pay up there necessarily. The highest price guy is George Kittle at 70 or sorry, $5,700. So I don't think you'll see any issue at running back being able to pay up this week. And that's part of the thought process, right? You can get different by going to other guys, but if there is no other guys that you feel safe with, get different at wide receiver where that's where we see the highest variance. And at tight end, you can just mix these guys into your stack. You saw last week, a guy like Hayden Hurst didn't have a huge week, but because Burrow Chase went off, Hurst made sense from that perspective as well. So you can get in there with that. Going to the wide receiver position, Cooper Cup, the highest price guy, 9,600. Justin Jefferson, 9,100. Devontae Adams, 8,600. And Tyreek Hill wraps up our guys above 8,000 at 8,500. I talked earlier about Tua being popular. With him just at $6,200, that makes the setup so that you can easily get to, and me talking about the tight end not having the high price guys, so on and so forth. You can always find a cheap D. That makes it pretty easy to get to Tyreek Hill. So there's a couple ways you could go about it. If you want to still play Tua, maybe look at leaving Tyreek out. I know that's scary, but it's just an option where you can do that and have somebody else plug in there. The other situation would be to play the guys above Tyreek where you've got Cup, Jefferson, and Adams. All, I think, in okay matchups where you could get after them here. And if others are playing Tyreek and lower, because right now it looks like Lamb. The same guys. We'll have to wait and see with the injuries, but Lamb. Amon Ra and DK, we got to see with the injuries. But again, you, you just see those guys popping right now. Metcalf, it was said, does not need surgery. But no, I'm not sure fully on his timetable. It, it just looks like he's in a you know a pretty good pretty good shape considering what could have been. Uh, the other one was Amon Ra St. Brown. I'll just look at the current notes that they have on him here on DraftKings. But 
expects him to play against the Dolphins. So at 6,900, flop lag, back to the well, whatever you want to call it, you could definitely do that. He's at 6,900. Lamb is at 7,000. So I think both of those guys will get some talk as the week goes on. You can mix and match guys in as you go down. Maybe Olave at 6,000. Brandon Cooks at just 5,900. If you wanted something opposite side of that Henry stack. The other thing you could do, I know he was popular last week. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, didn't practice as of now so far this week, but Nico Collins was sort of good shape last week until the injury. He was getting work and people liked him. So maybe you can wait and see on a guy like him. And then lastly, we'll move over to the tight end position. Again, it's just a first look preview, but going through it, like I said, when you don't have those values, you have to sort of think about where everyone else is going to go. I think you'll still see Ertz and Goddard stay popular in the Arizona-Minnesota matchup and the Philadelphia-Pittsburgh, mainly because the quarterbacks in those games or in the Arizona-Minnesota, it has, I think, the second highest total after the Miami-Detroit game. So you'll see people stay within the high totals. I'm not sure if people will chase George Kittle. He did finally have a pretty big game, six receptions on nine targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. If you think they stay in this game, though, I think that's what matters more. Getting uh, Trent Williams back, I know that was the thing where we talked about it last time. Again, he wasn't really doing as much blocking as people thought anyway. He's just sort of getting unlucky, but he also wasn't getting very favorable game scripts. So if you think this is a more favorable game script like last week was, you could see going back to him at 5,700 if you have the money. Going down, you've got Hawkinson, Higby, Pitts, Fryermuth. I mean, Fryermuth continues to move it along here. He was another guy. Nine targets last week, eight receptions for 75 yards, 15 and a half DraftKings points. I could see him staying popular because he also goes with those Hurts, whoever it ends up being with him as a wide receiver, and then run back with Fryermuth, or you could add Pickens at the wide receiver position. Any of those guys that you want. We'll still wait and see if, if guys get traded this week before the weekend. But uh, either way, another guy you could see there, Dalton Schultz was popular last week with Dak returning, went five for five on, so five receptions on five targets for 49 yards, almost 10 DraftKings points. Maybe people go back there. And like I said, I don't see a lot of super cheap options, but I could see with Disley or Fant where they become a little bit popular down low. Wait and see on the Logan Thomas injury, where like I said, if you've got the Ellinger situation at quarterback and you're going there, maybe it's like a John Bates or a Logan Thomas if he plays where you could go in there. He was ruled out last week, so it's third straight game he's missed. We'll wait and see on him. But just an example, don't have to do it, but wait and see how that goes. That's going to do it for this week, though, guys. Like I said, when we get to defense, Pat and I will be talking about that on this channel on Friday on that show. He puts all the timestamps in there, so even if you can't watch the whole show, you just want to skip to certain sections, you can definitely do that. Remember to go into the comments here, leave your favorite captain for the Thursday night football game. We covered all of that. The prize picks are off the top. DraftKings for Thursday Night Football with captains and everything here with that. And now the main slate first look. So always going to be that way on the show. Hope you guys like it. If you want to leave any feedback in the comments, you can do that as well. You guys know where to find me on Twitter, at ToeTagandTambo. Hit me up there if you guys have any questions. You must follow to be in the draw. Like I said, I'll get the, the details out probably on Friday, but it's going to be a $500 giveaway on my Sunday show on the Run Pure Sports YouTube channel, which you can also go and follow here, where we do the free show every Friday, every Sunday morning, 8.45 a.m. Eastern Time. It's called Off the Chalk. Myself, JT Hayes, and AP will be going through everything there, so check me out there. And then, of course, RunPureSports.com. If you haven't yet signed up, use promo code RPSHEATER25. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you guys next week. Good luck in all your contests.